0: Yesterday we touched upon Swansha's comment, all the world in the ten directions are the true human body. This connects with what Joko said last night, or I should say I said from Joko, that in a way, Our practice grows out of our refusing to encounter our life, in refusing to encounter any kind of unpleasantness, but rather what she calls worshiping, false gods of comfort and pleasantness, or no discomfort and no unpleasantness. which is what keeps us from seeing what our lives are at this moment. Refusing to honor, so to speak, death, pain, or loss. Refusing to include Life, death, good, evil, all the opposites, which are exactly where we get in trouble when we run from the life that we are, where we refuse. Security and pleasure become what we hold on to rather than this present moment as it is. And that's exactly what this all-encompassing practice, all-encompassing study that Dogen was talking about. all-encompassing study of everything in the ten directions as the real form in our true body. And the ten directions means everyone, everything that we encounter outside and so-called inside. All that arises. That's exactly where our practice moment is. Seeing ourselves in everyone we meet. Meeting ourself in everyone we meet. And of course, if we can't see others as who we are, we can't see ourselves as who we are. We can't be ourself as who we are. We can't be this awareness moment right now because of the thoughts that we hold and refuse to see as thoughts. That's exactly this ongoing practice that we're engaging here together in Sashin, in being this unified mind of the particular condition that arises in this particular moment, the particular that we encounter, whether when Sitting upright, or whether when wor- working, or whether when walking or resting, it's always this particular condition is exactly this body that is our body. It is our body, mind, as this is. And it's exactly this that's our opportunity to manifest all-encompassing practice, all-encompassing study, all-encompassing functioning, all-encompassing functioning. And unfortunately, this also means that we must encounter the inevitable, what she calls in that quote, actually I don't know if we got to it, the cocoon of pain of this particular moment. But, or to say it another way, to quote her, Relax into the cocoon, into the darkness of the pain that is our life at that moment. Because that's what enables us to glimpse the butterfly life of the moment that we are. And that's specifically our opportunity when that arises, whether in Sashin, whether in our daily life. That's why Dogen in Henzan speaks of. Shakyamuni and I studied together, meaning it's at that study, that practice, that no agenda encounter of the presence, that we have our opportunity. No agenda means even having agendas of all sorts and being able to let them be. Don't have to get rid of them, but simply have this moment. Agenda as all, and all, be the presence. And yet not being blinded by the agenda, by the attachment, by the fear Of being vulnerable if I don't hold on to this right now. If I don't take care of this right now. That's exactly, in a sense, letting go of the false god that we pursue. That's embracing this moment. This is what, whether we say Dogen, whether we say Joko, doesn't matter who we turn to, whether we say Gensha, are encouraging us to treat this life as the opportunity if and wh- how we can let be this That we run after, that we try to substitute. I like the word "false god" that when she uses that, because ah, what should I say? It so directly shows what it is we otherwise. Want to hide in. What we otherwise are sure is what we need. What we're otherwise sure is what will fix us. And we only come to see its falseness when we've finally. Exhausted, or at least temporarily exhausted, the habit of running to it, or running to the particular self-form, the particular self-centered form that it manifests for us. If you remember in yesterday's quote, She listed the myriad different forms that we attach to, that our own particular styles are, but it doesn't make a difference which ones we use when. When we do the verse of the robe in the morning, in a sense, we're doing Reminding ourselves of the same thing, even though it starts, vast is the robe of liberation, really what it's saying. Vast is this whole life that is a life of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Vast is the robe is not talking about some robe, but talking about this whole life that is our robe. If we remember that, if we remember that all things that we encounter and all beings that we encounter and all conditions that we encounter... Are this all encompassing practice opportunity to liberate ourselves from these false agendas that we run after in order to be present right here, right here, right here, to embrace? right here what's always in front of us. See, just like she uses that quote of La before you shalt not have false gods. There's another way to say that is The true God or the true reality is always right in front of us. Always right in front of us is the entire universe that's our opportunity because that is what we're wearing and being To harmonize and liberate our life and the life of everyone we encounter and yet we must do what's hard to do which is we must be willing to experience the particular as it is which means the particular as joko says, unpleasantness and discomfort as it is. It's the particular thread of the cocoon that's painful right now because There's no possibility of freedom without this pain. There's no possibility of liberation without the pain, when that's there. And the pain is only this self-centeredness that we hold to about this. It's only in that. It's only in that where we unwrap the single strand that's holding us. Unwrap the single strand of the moment and the single strand how it comes, how it appears. If we are unable to be with what we consider other than ourselves, unable to see ourselves in this particular strand, then we can't be the butterfly of this particular moment. if we can't be the other as they manifest themselves, can't respond to the other as they manifest themselves. In that very way, we can't be ourself as we manifest ourselves. We can't be the present moment. And that's exactly what our practice is. To allow ourselves to be vulnerable because refusing to be vulnerable is a way of refusing to be present. Protecting ourselves against the vulnerability of the Impermanence, non-self of the present moment. Even those feelings, whether we call them fear or sorrow or helplessness or any other feelings that arise that we're unwilling to encounter, those are exactly the cocoon of pain or the cocoon of the present moment that we're unwilling to experience and being unwilling to experience want to run elsewhere. That much, the worm of the, or the caterpillar of the moment can't emerge as the butterfly of the moment that we are. The universe that needs to be harmonized for us, the universe doesn't lack any harmony, and yet for us it lacks it. Therefore, we need to harmonize it by being able to acknowledge and embrace the robe of Liberation that's in this moment as this moment is. As this pleasant or unpleasant. Wanted or unwanted. Liked or disliked. That's the way we do all inclusive
1: practice.
0: That's the way we. Live all things throughout the ten directions of the entire universe as our real life, as our real body, as our real function. That's the way we can take care of that friend who it's hard for me to listen to, that relative. Who isn't acting in the way I want. And still. That's what I take care of. This body condition. And so forth. So. We began exploring this yesterday. So I wanted to continue that. But I just wanted to tie together what we what I brought up from Joko, what I brought up from Dogen, what I brought up from Shwansha, all of whom in a in their own particular way are encouraging us. Encouraging us, how can I manifest in ways that I need to despite the fact that I don't want to appear vulnerable. I don't want to be grounded in this moment life as it is, I want a different form. I don't want to appear, quote, vulnerable, needy, or all the other things That we believe. Okay. I will stop now, and maybe we can continue (coughs) our practice exploration. Go on.
1: Um, one thing I mean this is in a way I don't know why I'm asking this question because I I feel like I probably know the answer but um, is there any place in Buddhism for hope um, that's what came into my head and you know in this society you know which is mostly Judeo-Christian you know there's a lot of talk about hope you know hope this you know when they found a cure for this illness, and hope, you know, your friend gets better, and hope, hope, hope. And sure. Okay, so, but isn't that sort of just a, a mental fantasy, hope? I mean, well, it's, it's just like wishing something that you have no control over. Um, and, you know, I think if you went to somebody and said, I don't believe in hope, they would probably think you were out to lunch. And to me, it just seems like Buddhism is not based at all on hope. It's based on reality and and kind of absorbing or not being separate from what's going on. And hope is sort of a fantasy into the future that, you know, yet, if I said this to most people, they'd think I was a really hard person. Uh Yet, you're presenting this as the way.
0: I'm saying that hope is not hope for something else. But hope is exactly the way it is. If we look at how we articulate Buddha's awakening, it's all beings are the wisdom and perfection of the Tathagata. All beings attain the way with the Buddha. That's more than hope, that's a statement, that's the way it always is. It's only because of attachment, delusion, only because we misperceive in self-centeredness, if we say it that way, that we miss what we always fundamentally are this no, nothing lacking life right now or you could say it in other ways you know, being just this moment that doesn't that means there's nothing else you need to hope for it's just this moment. No, that it's that the hope is completely fulfilled in this moment. In the truth of this moment. If you want, there's a nice someone, uh, Covencino retranslated for himself or restated. You know, at the end of the heart sutra it says Gate Gate Pada Gate Padasam Gate which is uh, gone, gone, gone beyond further shore, um He translated as fallen away or cast away, cast away, fallen away, fallen away, all hope fallen away. It's all right here. The bodhi attainment, all right here, all problems, searches, yearning, needing, all of that you can let go of, it's all taken care of right here. When we say vast is the robe, we're saying this whole thing is already harmonized and I just need to be the harmony that this life is. Or the liberation that this life is. Wearing the universal teaching or the this teaching, whichever way you want to translate it. Wearing what we always are. Being this whole life as it is right now. Not as we misperceive it. See, That's why Joko uses the phrase false god, because God is always right here in front of us. It's only when you get caught up in the false, in other words, refusing this or that condition, that we end up getting in trouble
1: well, I had a Christian friend once, but it was, was talking a lot about sin. So I asked him, "How do you define sin?" And he said, "Separation from God." Okay. Is his that was his definition? And I thought, well, then how do you define God? You know, because okay, yes. here are these these words. But if you define it like you just said, life is quote God. A separation would be feel like sin, or could be considered sin. I guess my question about hope is, I'm never someone who felt like, oh, I hope this happens. I mean, it comes into your head, but I always Uh thought it was sort of a fantasy kind of thing. I didn't, I don't really put a lot of money on hope. I wouldn't bet on it, you know. Um, because I see it as something that humans do to try to make life not quite so scary. Um, and I'm not doubting what you're saying, it's just, you know, it just sort of philosophically, I was just wondering if somebody came off the street and said, well, as a, you're someone who's interested in Buddhism, do you believe in hope? <laughs> and then it sounds like you're almost saying, well, you don't need it, because we're all a-okay, you know, the way it is. And that's a wonderful thing, too. Not that most people wouldn't believe it, but you know, once again, belief
0: comes in there. We're A-OK as we are, and we could use improvement.
1: Well, isn't that adding on?
0: <laughs> no, it's improving what what's already A-OK. See, that, it's the functioning of A-OK. The functioning of A-OK is improving. It's Being just this moment, compassion's functioning. See, being this moment as is. We don't say in the practice principles, you have to get better, then you can be this moment. See, holding to self-centered thought is the only thing that keeps you from this awareness being who you always are. Awareness isn't something you add. Awareness is what you are as you are. It doesn't need anything. It doesn't even need getting rid of thoughts, feelings, all sorts of other pursuits of something other than the present. All those are simply another aspect of it, except that we blind ourselves with them. If we insist that I'm only going to function out of this little part of me, then of course I miss all the rest of this body. If I'm only going to function as this little functioning aspect of myself, then I miss the fact that the entire universe is the real body, is My real body is your real body, is your real practice. See? That's why when I quoted Schwansha, or Dogen quoted Schwansha, and I picked it up from there, the entire universe in all the ten directions are the true human body. And that's exactly our practice. When we start saying, Buddha nature pervades the whole universe, revealing right here now. We're talking about who we are always. Not who we are under certain conditions. Being just this moment is being right here. And right here Extends in all the ten directions therefore take care of right here and you t- take care of all the ten directions meaning time, space and all the rest of that See? take care of right here that's why our practice is being present and being grounded here Not having agendas elsewhere, not holding on to the thoughts and fears that arise, not trying to get rid of them either, but not living out of them. Hope has a hidden agenda. Hope's hidden agenda is I've got to get something else other than now. That's why I hope for something else that's why joko talks about that and all the various forms of that as running after false gods and if you you might not remember but i listed some of the ones that you know the habits and styles etc of false gods that we run after rather than feeling now Including now when now is unpleasant, including now when now is painful, including now when now is lost, including now when now is death. Experiencing that because that's now. That's the form of the real universe now. It's only when we believe from a self-centered point of view that those things become Unacceptable, become problematic, become exactly what we don't want. See? That's why, whether it's Dogen or any of the other masters or the Buddha himself who says, or has articulated a saying, we don't have to worry whether it's historically true or not. Because people hold on to delusion and attachment, therefore I must teach them. Because, as he says in the fire sermon, because we're enchanted that what we see becomes burning, what we hear becomes burning, because our reactions to what we hear and don't like burns us, causes us to suffer what our reactions to what we don't want to feel causes us to suffer. It's the enchantment, as he uses, well, excuse me, he doesn't use this word, but a translator translates what he says to be that word. That's why, that's exactly why that's our practice. Our practice is to inhabit this moment, not that we have to go look for any pain or any difficulty to have it, but when those arise, those are our practice. That's why she, Joko, uses that image of the cocoon of pain as something which arises for human, I mean, she uses the analogy of caterpillars and butterflies but she says for humans it's not like that. You don't break out of the cocoon and done but rather we do it strand by strand and we go back into it at various times but we also break out of it. Again, it's just an analogy. Don't don't, Get caught in it, but uh, let me see. Anyway, I don't, I don't know where, where she says that, but there. The truth is life inside the cocoon is frustrating and heartbreaking and it's never totally behind us. I don't mean that from morning to night we feel I'm wrapped in pain. I mean that we're waking up constantly to what we're about, what we're really doing in our life, in our lives. And the fact is that's painful. But there's no possibility of freedom without this pain. And if you think of it, the pain in a way you could say is attachment. The pain is caughtness. If you think of it, that's exactly the same sort of image. Pain is being caught and then untangling, so to speak, that caught moment of the cocoon, one strand at a time. Or as she puts it, we may be willing to have only one little strand wrapped around us and then we'll break away. And again, we'll wrap it around us, again break away. And then maybe tolerate two or three strands. As our vision gets clearer, we can just sit within our cocoon and find it's the only peaceful space we've ever been. And when we're perfectly willing to be there, in other words, when we're willing for life to be as it is, embracing both life and death, pleasure, pain, good, bad, comfortable in being both, then the cocoon begins to dissolve. Unlike the butterfly, we alternate between the cocoon and butterfly many times. The process continues through our life. Each time we uncover unresolved areas of our life, we have to build another cocoon and rest quietly in it until the learning period completes itself. Each time our cocoon bursts and we take a little step, we're freer. Or we can say it, we reveal the freedom that our life always is, that our universe always is. No, no. <laughs> Why does the caterpillar have to go through a cocoon? Why? Why is often a booby trap question because whatever answers we get really yeah. is completely have nothing to do with <laughs> anything.
1: Opportunities
0: to awaken? I don't say there's a purpose to suffering in that sense. In a way, it's the other way around. Suffering arises because we misconstrue who and what we are and what our life is. So in a sense, the suffering is the consequence of Misconstruction. How this is? That's when we say God of Atonement. We say beginningless greed, anger, and ignorance, born of body, mouth, and thought. In a sense, it's a product of DNA, human evolution, animal evolution. Who knows? It's all sorts of forces of cause and effect. We don't have to add a word purpose. It's it's what's the result. It's, if I let go of this, it falls. It's not, there isn't a purpose to this falling. There isn't a purpose to the sound. It's just the result. But, if we can see what, what's so, and how when we miss what's so, or misconstrue what's so, we get suffering, we get harming, or call it stress, call it unsatisfactoriness, and we can see that there's a way to reduce and eliminate that because it's never been the truth of who we are, then there's an opportunity. That's the point. If you want to use the traditional formulation, it's something like Buddha's teaching is about the nature, the cause of suffering and an end to
1: suffering. So suffering is basically the end result to mismanagement of thinking?
0: Mismanagement of functioning, mismanagement of thinking, mismanagement of feeling. Misman- mm-hmm. It's in inevitably there's Aging, sickness, old age, pain, death. But what we add on about it is what makes it all the more difficult for us. All the more difficult. It doesn't mean it's not, pain is not pleasant. Pain is difficult. Someone dying that we love is difficult. Someone that we care about not doing well, being sick. Being in pain is painful to us. And yet we can make it worse. And we can make it worse for others. And we don't have to search for people doing that because we see it all over. What, what does Joe go say? Um, In worshipping the God of comfort and pleasantness, people literally kill themselves. Drugs, alcohol, high speed, recklessness, anger, greed. Nations worship this God on a much larger, more destructive scale. See, Until we honestly see that this is what our lives are about, we are unable to discover who we really are unable to take care of it
1: Um, I just was thinking of this book uh, about the Dalai Lama and Bishop Tutu both of whom have had a lot of problems Mm -hmm. major problems in your country in both ways and they are so cheerful Mm -hmm. and so joyous Mm -hmm. So um, I
0: guess what they practice Fruitful. Is what?
1: Fruitful.
0: Yeah. Joy is fruitful. Joy Joy is another name for Dharma. Joy is another name. I mean if you think of it when we say um Enmejuko Gyo, the ten clause Kanon Sutra, we describe our life, which is the life of the Buddha, as, among other characteristics, joy. Jo Raku Gajo. Joyousness.
1: That's good to know because when you were reading from Joko's book <laughs> last night, I thought, oh, <laughs> this is a real doubter. <laughs> but then I remember, I don't know if I read it or someone told me that they asked Joko about this practice like, what is uh, how is this changing, or what is this all about, or what is it like when you're, you do this practice? And her answer was, the joy is unimaginable. Yeah. That's what she said. Good. And I thought, thank you, I don't know who just mentioned that, it was uh, Yusuf, the, you know, the Dalai Lama, that maybe we don't emphasize that quite enough sometimes, yeah. because we're kind of caught up in where we're caught up, so... We don't
0: see that there might be... I had to say at the end of the tunnel, but... Well, it, it's not the, it's only not... the end of the tunnel, it's the beginning of the tunnel mm-hmm. and where we always are. Unless we refuse and insist on being elsewhere. Then we refuse to be where we are. See, because we refuse to be where we are, we have to keep reminding ourselves... Or noticing what we're doing not to be where we are. That's why, you know, we start vast as the robe of liberation. That's just the way we are. Or being just this moment, compassion's way. Or whichever other phrase we say it. But saying the phrase isn't enough because the habit that tells us otherwise is our own It's often held dearly by us, insisted upon by us, and therefore gives us the results. And she goes through, and others go through. When we insist on that, of course, then we're caught in self-centered dreams. So if we insist on what our self-centered holding thoughts, then... The consequence of that is, you know, if I keep on clenching this fist around self-centeredness and then complain why the fist hurts so much, well, someone will say, well, you know, maybe if you unclench it, it won't hurt. No, no, I have to clench it. I have to clench it. I have to clench it. Well, maybe someone will put it in warm water for a little, so I unclench it. Then I go again, and then... So all sorts of, what should I say, skillful devices are encouraged so that we can be present rather than be caught up in our agendas. Be grounded here where we are instead of tomorrow and yesterday. Be acknowledged and be at one rather than holding on to harmful things that have been done to us or done by us, or the other ways. So, yeah.
1: You know, I, I went to this website that uh, it's, it's by Ezra... Beta. Thank you. And his wife, Elizabeth... Hamilton. 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 <laughs> I knew you would know. And... Uh, one day I was just surfing, you know, and uh, actually I was trying to find out information of what what happened between them and, and Joko, but I couldn't really find anything, which is probably just as well to yes. not know that. Okay, um, but their 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 website, you know, one of the things that, that, that grabbed me, like they had this page, and <laughs> it was sort of like, okay how do you start this? Or, you know, what is this about? Or how can I start this practice? And, you know, it kind of all centered on this phrase that said, stop blaming. Mm -hmm. And I thought, gee whiz, that struck me, because that's one thing that I run around with a lot. Uh, And, you know, it's like, well, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. I mean, that's a form of of blaming. Yeah. and, you know, it, it seemed like that really hit me as a useful thing to have on your website. <laughs> Very powerful and direct, you know, because it's like, oh, not exactly what I wanted to see, peace and love or something like that, but um, already they were trying to put you to work. I mean, stop lightning, you know. That's a big order for me and maybe a lot of others, but it certainly has struck me as... Something useful to
0: keep in mind. And you can even simplify it further. Simply notice when you blame. Experience the present moment body blaming when that arises. See, then there's the opportunity to be right this present moment as is. To experience the universe, right here. If the blame is released.
1: Well, it was particularly interesting because part of the reason I was searching was to figure out who was to blame <laughs> 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 what happened. <laughs> so oh. there was stop blaming. Okay,
0: I, I think uh, <laughs> this is a good a good point to uh, <laughs> stop blaming. <laughs> It's a good point to stop, so. Thank you. We could continue in a slightly different vein tomorrow.